Well, good morning, friend, and welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Within. I'll tell you what, that Chester Cheeto, he kind of cracked me up, that cartoon. I don't know if you remember that commercial. He was uh, always saying, it's not easy being cheesy. And I, I kind of say it the same way when I'm talking to people. I say, it's not easy being easy. And, uh, well, I'll tell you, because I'm pretty much an easy kind of guy most of the time nowadays, except when I'm not. You know how that goes. Well, this is kind of what I was thinking about this morning. You ever heard of a placebo? Well, most people heard of it. Not everybody knows what it is. In medication, when they do it through drug trials, they give placebos out because uh, when they give people sugar pills, a certain amount of people are going to recover. Now, how is it that they're giving them fake pills and these people recover? Friend, I find that quite interesting. And, we, you know, that that's like a whole topic on its own. How is it that people can be given a medication that isn't real and then they heal up? Well, friend, we're going to discuss a little bit of that here. And I'm going to tell you that I don't expect you to believe a word I say, because tell you the truth, God's looking for relationships. So if you believe what I believe, then you know, you know that means you don't have to figure it out for yourself. And I don't want you to think about what it is I'm thinking about, friend. I just hope that you listen to me think about it. It'll help you think about it for yourself. And maybe if you have some unpleasant or thoughts you couldn't overcome. Maybe one of mine will help you overcome one of yours. Who knows? Because that's the way it worked. I'll tell you, I didn't do this. Everybody else did it for me. And Holy Spirit led me to the right places to learn the right things. And here I am doing better than I was, right? So that's what it matters. So anyway, these placebos, people heal up, overcome disease and problems physically because they believe they're taking a medication that's going to work. Well, friend, that's kind of what Jesus said back then. Because, you know, when he went, when he was working in his home, own hometown, this is something that you might want to think about. The Bible said that what well, Jesus couldn't do much in his own hometown because they didn't believe. Friend, if Jesus was healing them because God healed them, why is it that he couldn't do it just because they didn't believe? You see, friend, that's kind of what I'm getting at here is that this this old Jesus, I'll tell you what, he was just something else. He was way ahead of his time because that's the way these miracles work, friend. If you don't believe a miracle will work, well, it's not going to because your mind's going to keep whatever it is that you've got going on. So, and the miracles in my life, sometimes I buy into them and sometimes I don't. And sometimes I've, things start healing up and then sometimes they don't. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not perfect at this, but I'll tell you what, the more I'm on it, the less I suffer. And I'll tell you, I have a lot less challenges than I did in my previous life, even though I was still just me. I kind of see myself as having a new life nowadays. And Head in the right direction, even if I'm not making it perfect all the while. 
But I'll tell you what. So I've really looked at that. And, you know, that's the thing about this science thing. People are saying that science has proven that there isn't any God. And well, I'll tell you, to me, they're just proving he is. Every time they find out a new amazing thing about how intricate this is, that just takes that further and further away from this Big Bang Theory where people think that some accidental thing happened and something got created and all of a sudden it just manifested into all of this uh all of this stuff because i'll tell you what science has found so much i think i might have mentioned earlier in this you know there's a arctic frog that can freeze to death and re and revive itself it literally freezes solid in the coldest part of the year, and it can stay dead for a period of time. And when that, when it thaws out, there's a chemical reaction in its body that restarts its heart. Friend, if you think that come from a, the Big Bang Theory, I'll tell you what, I don't know what to say, because that's just plumb amazing. Men, men are trying to figure out how to do that. And they got some theories on it. And they're talking about how it is that the, the blood and doesn't crystallize. And none of that really matters to me. I just think it's amazing. And I love watching nature shows because God just amazes me all the time. I'll tell you what. The more I see, the less I know. And the less I know, the more he can know for me. That's the way this works, see, because I've got too many truths in my box. So I just realized I got to be outside the box, friend. So I don't really think about too much except what he thinks about for me. Here's the truth of the matter. I don't even know that's true. I listened to a bunch of scientists talk about it, and they showed me a frog that was frozen. I don't know whether they showed me one frog one way and a frog the other. That's the truth. The truth is that the only thing we really have that we know at the core of our heart is the experiences we have, friend. And I told you, those things that happened to me when I was a kid, I'll tell you what, my truths, you really didn't like them, and I really didn't like them, so my foundation of the world was a solid reason, because it was my experience. So I was causing suffering, because I was suffering. And my foundation was built on my experience as a child, and so that's just kind of the way it was. And But what I've come to realize is that you know, we watch the news and we call it truth, but the truth of the matter is, if you watch two different news stories, you'll get two different takes on the same thing. And The truth is that unless you know from experience what someone said, you're really just assuming they know the truth. Whether you're the problem with that, friend. You know, 20 people later, that truth changed so much going from one person to the next that to tell you the truth, what I read on the internet, what I see in the news, what I hear from other people, it's all hearsay. And each person likes to put their own little dramatic spin on everything they say. I've watched it, friend. I know it. I've seen the source from one place, and then I've heard someone else tell the same story I saw. And you know what? It wasn't the same story. They didn't hear what I heard. I don't know how that happened, but neither of us heard the same thing. So I'll tell you what, after 10 different people tell the same truth, there just ain't a whole lot of truth probably left in it. So I look at that and realize that, and I'll tell you, that's kind of this problem with this Jesus and the Bible. And it's because, you know, it was written 10, you know, 2,000 years ago, right? I mean, we're talking, it wasn't written yesterday. We're going back there a ways. And 
I don't know the source any more than you do. So, and like I told you, the Holy Spirit showed me that I don't need to believe the Bible because I'm going to be quite honest with you. This whole Joshua wiping out everything, man, woman, and child, and every animal and beast in that town, that just don't make any sense to me. I'll tell you what, if you want me to believe that and believe God is love, I ain't getting it. But you know what? I'm not this Neanderthal dude that's going around killing people, and so I don't need to worry about those things, see, friend, because Jesus was the way. And what I know is that that old Jesus... He was just a phenomenal guy, and he has inspired people to do phenomenal things. I'm talking about phenomenal. I told you I've seen these people that just <coughs> are amazing people, and it's all because of one dude. So I'm telling you, I'm not here to tell you anything. I'm just here to make you think about what you're thinking about if you want to, because these are the things that give me my solid truth. So what I've kind of come to the conclusion to is that I know that other people don't believe in Jesus because, you know, they say that can't be true. But I'll tell you what, if it's wrong, I am so glad God gave me something wrong because it's turned out to be so right. Because he believed that I could find this Holy Spirit, I have it. And because I know what Jesus said, and I look at it over and over, and I know love and forgiveness is the way at the core of my being that no matter what happens, love and forgiveness is what I've got to find. And I don't know how to find it when I'm in a bad situation. Friend, I'm telling you, I always find forgiveness. But in that split second, I'm not like Jesus sometimes. But I forgive everybody all their debts so that I can be forgiven mine. And it's just as clear to me as anything that this Holy Spirit I have, this voice in my head, if I if I decide I want to judge people, friend, then I can't talk to the Holy Spirit because when I make that wrong choice, I don't end up thinking like Jesus, friend. It just doesn't happen. So I have to keep myself on this focus. But he told us that. That's why he said you got to be willing to die in order to live because if you've got to save your life, then you got to protect it. See, then it's just another possession. So this life of mine, well, I kind of live in this body, but well, it's my father's now and I try to give it to him, do just about everything, and that's not going to make sense to a lot of people, but what happens is if I don't possess it, then it's his, and if it's his, then I don't have to worry about whether you take it or just like all the things I own, I've given them to God, see, because now, now, you know, if you steal my car, well, the truth of the matter is you just stole God's car, and he's going to forgive you, and so I guess I'm going to have to forgive you too. And that won't make sense if you're trying to hang on to all your things. I just, I'll tell you, I don't ask God to uh, allow me to keep my things. I just ask him to, if he's going to take them, that he takes them in such a way that I can let them go without causing suffering for me and them. So and that's kind of what he's been doing. He's been doing it a little easier on me this time, and I don't have a whole lot left, and I'm just quite content with that. And, it doesn't matter. I don't know if he'll ever put me to doing anything important. This might be as important as it gets. I might leave me a little dialogue here and then pass away and one person here and find a kingdom on my account. And if that happens, well, you know, then my life was worth it. Because, friend, that's at the end of the day, we're just here to give a little light. And the more light we give, the more light we get. And that's what it's come to me. It's just that this isn't about me. It's about you. And it's not about you or me. It's about God. And 
It's not about God because it's about all three. That's the truth. The truth is once you start realizing that, that our Father in heaven is a servant, not a master, and you start letting go of that fear of him, and you start just loving, and you start doing what he this Jesus asked, and you start forgiving people. And I'm not telling you it's easy, friend. I'm telling you, you're going to have to start thinking about what you're thinking about. So if you want forgiveness and you were suffering like I was, this ain't an easy task. And Jesus is the way because, well, he's the one who got it right. So he's my core example. And it doesn't matter whether it was right or wrong. This is the truth. If I'm wrong, I'm the happiest wrong man you ever met. And you know what? That's what this all boils down to. See, that's why I keep talking about there's no truth except the truth you have about the truth you have, because my truth isn't everyone else's. And well, nobody's going to accept it except those that do. And if you do, that's wonderful. You're going to turn it into your own truth and you're not going to really believe mine. You're going to believe yours a little different than mine, because that's what Jesus did for us. He allowed us to look at these parables. They're all hidden. and but. That's the way it is. We have to work at finding it. And that's what he said. But he said to get to know him. And friend, I'll tell you, you can't get to know him unless you know those parables. I hear people all the time saying they know Jesus, but they just don't know Jesus. Because Jesus died 2,000 years ago, friend. So if you're listening to your preacher talk about what it is Jesus said, and he's not reading verbatim out of what that Bible said about what Jesus said. Well, then, friend, they don't know, then you don't know Jesus. So what I'm really doing here is I'm giving you my truths of what he said, but I really don't want you to believe a word of them. I want you to go and look at them for yourself and decide if what I'm saying makes any sense to you. And if it doesn't, I want you to pick up that truth you find, and I want you to start exploring that. And I want you to find this truth, because I'm going to tell you what, if you start figuring out how to forgive, if you start believing Jesus really is the light and the way, because he is, friend, I, in the core of my soul, I know it. And I'm telling you, I started off atheist. I told you about after all those things that happened to me. And I'll tell you, at one point in my life, and this is after turning back to Jesus, I almost went Buddhist. The thing is, I just didn't have a whole lot of interest in what the Buddhists believe. But friend, those Buddhists, quite a lot of them are Christ-like. And I'll tell you, they're far more Christ-like most of the time than what I see in the Christians because this old Bible so twisted up with all the stuff that's in it. You can justify anything and call yourself a Christian. So I'll tell you, with the Buddhists, it's kind of a lot more simple. And well, they kind of hang all the principles on one instead of two. Jesus said, hang all the laws and the prophets on two commandments, and that's love the Father with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love thy neighbor as thyself. And I'm going to tell you something. Did you notice what he said to that Pharisee when the Pharisee said that, that, was, that those were the two most important? Or I forget exactly. I told you, my friend, the Lord didn't make me the sharpest tool in the shed. I don't remember every little thing. Anyway, he said, the kingdom has come near to you. Jesus told that man that because he believed that those two things, that that kingdom was near to him. Well, I'll tell you, friend, that was like a tiny little clue on how it is that Jesus had this kingdom. 
he was trying to say that if you manage to hang all these things on these two pieces, I'm not saying don't abide in the rest. I'll tell you what, if you hang it on those two, you can't not abide in the rest. That just is the way this works. So you can take those 10 commandments that keep you from suffering so much that you cause other people suffering and allows you to have a little bit of an experience. But if you're looking for this kingdom, friend, I'm telling you, you're going to have to hang it on those two. And that's just the way it is. I don't know what to tell you. If you, I mean, hey, try it. Become thinking about what you're thinking about. Start really paying attention. And if you can hang it and find the kingdom on hanging on more than that, well, then God bless you, friend, because this kingdom my father's given me, it has everything to do with hanging it on those two. So, because Jesus didn't come to give you the law. He come to tell you how to rise in the spirit of it. And if you start figuring out these riddles of his and parables, I'll tell you what, you're going to find something that you just never thought you could have. So that's kind of where I'm standing on things. So I realize that one of the most important things I keep notice of is what is coming out of my mouth, because that's what's in my heart, friend. And I'm telling you, this is not easy being easy. It is easy because I love my life. Things go on and I just don't get upset like I used to. But this takes a lot of work. This takes reading Jesus all the time. This takes digging down and seeing why it is that I do what I do so that I can stop doing the things I used to do because that's what used to cause me my suffering. So I'm just grateful that I just have this life. And I'm just so grateful Jesus came and gave me all these riddles that he hid on me. He buried that treasure right inside of himself in those words he gave. And I'll tell you, the further I dug into his words, the more I was able to look into my own heart and see that everything I was doing and why I was doing it, the more I see, the less I want to do. And so at the end of the day, I just hope he keeps me on this path. I just hope this thought, this Holy Spirit, this voice in my head, I just hope it doesn't go away. And well, he promised me that it wouldn't. He said, if this is what I want, then this is what it'll give me. And I don't have to be afraid anymore. I can just keep on coming. That's kind of what I'm doing. But like I said, I'm not doing it perfect. I'm just keep on going. And these thoughts of fear come to me, friend. My thought of Satan, just as much as the one strong, the other one does too. And if I'm not focused on the one, it comes out of my peripheral and that fear ends up right at the end of my nose. And I start thinking about what I'm thinking about. And I'm not thinking about good things because that fear has me over a barrel. But I'll tell you what, it's that voice. See, when I go talk to that voice and read scripture. And I'm not talking scripture like the Bible. I told you, I'm, to, I'm reading four books of the Bible, friend. And I have dipped into revelations a bit because, well, the Holy Spirit showed me some things there because part of this path is realizing that right now I've got the light and I can make this choice now. But Jesus told us to be ever watchful. And I see the darkness grow and I see Jesus is kind of fading out of the picture. And People aren't finding a whole lot of sense in them anymore because they're seeing Christians say one thing and do the other, and they're driving around and they they own everything and paying people little, and that ain't Christ-like. So I get it. I see that the this whole Jesus thing's fading right out of the picture, friend. And I know what he said. He said that the light when it got when the crop got good, it was gonna it was he was gonna come and take his crop. So 
I get it, and I'm not understanding exactly what that means. Do I know whether he's going to literally lift me out before the darkness? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Friend, all I know is if this darkness comes and I'm in it, I have a choice on whether I want this experience of love or if I want to fight back to hold on to a fleshy body that I don't even like anymore. Well, friend, I got to tell you, I plan on me trying to be the best man I can to be as much Christ-like as I can until my last breath. And so I'm planning on, if anybody ever comes for this old flesh of mine, I'm trying to plan on giving it to them because, you know, if I take theirs instead, well, I've got this kingdom, and because I've got this kingdom, I'm going to get what it is I'm looking for, friend. I believe that because Jesus said it. That's what he told us. So... Because he asked us, he asked us that question. Now, if you've read Jesus and you really get to know him, then you'll know that he'll say that he said that if you um, if you if you're going to get a greater kingdom, then why are you hanging on to this flesh? That there's a greater kingdom. So I'm holding on to the flesh because well, he hasn't taken it. Because I'll tell you, there's a part of me that's ready to go, because every time I look at all this old darkness, it kind of causes me a little bit of sadness, just like Jesus and Martin Luther King and Gandhi. All of them had a bit of sadness, even though they had a lot of joy and they brought a lot of love to this world. But I'll tell you, anybody that gets a real heart of flesh and starts looking around at all the things that are going on and we're doing to each other and what the children are doing with this mass shooting stuff, I'll tell you. If you can't see it, well, then you're just not looking. And if you're not looking, I get it because you're afraid. And so I'm telling you that Jesus has this this message that if you start figuring it out and you start believing it, because the Holy Spirit will give it to you. The Holy Spirit's your holy thought. And, but you're not going to get that voice. You can't really get that until you're ready to pay the full price. And the full price is that, well... It means your will is over. See, friend, I'm I'm still doing what I'm doing because God hasn't taken me, put me anywhere else. <clears throat> and he hasn't made me perfect because this voice, this is what's happening. See, my father didn't want me to come clean. That was the problem. I kept trying to clean myself so I could go to go to the Holy Spirit. And it turns out it's just the opposite. My father wanted me to come dirty as I don't know what so that he could clean me. Because this is what happens, is he's cleaning me. I just love him for it. He's taking these thoughts that used to cause me suffering and just teaching me how not to have them and how to push them off to the side and just focus on what it is that I need to do. So see, if I could have done that on my own, I wouldn't have had all this gratitude for this Holy Spirit and this thought of my father. So it turns out that the bridge to the kingdom doesn't mean that that it's like a transporter from Star Trek, friend. It doesn't mean that you're going to get it in this instantaneous way. I think you probably could if you absolutely believe that. But the problem is, friend, every time I go to talk my truth, people come against me and cause me a little bit of doubt in my seed. But that's the reason I keep coming back here and I keep going into the wilderness because at this point I got a choice. I'm either believing this or I'm not. And I don't know. All I can tell you is. There's still some things went wrong with my body, but for the most part, it's healed up. I've got a lot of problems, but most of my problems are going away. And the ones I got left, well, the heat just keeps taking care of them. And 
If he doesn't, there's a purpose in it. Just like I said, because the truth of the matter is that I don't know what God's trying to do with me. I know one thing, that his will, whatever it is that he wants me to do, if I stay focused on just trying to do what it is he wants me to do, this old nasty painting that I made in my life, that it's going to turn out to be some sort of beautiful painting. It's going to be a piece of art, and it's not going to be because I did it. It's going to be because he did it for me. So the truth of the matter is, I still have a job doing exactly what I was doing. I don't know whether he's going to have me doing something else. For all I know, he'll have me out, take me off of this, and put me in a farm slopping pigs. Since I like country stuff, if you haven't noticed, I'm kind of a little bit. I kind of did a little... I didn't do like farming, farming, but I used to bale hay because when I was, I used to unload wagons and all that. I can, I, you can't tell I come from a little bit of a country setting and I don't know. I found a lot of God out there, you know, and I'm not much of a hunter anymore and I'm not much of a fisherman anymore. I haven't, I haven't went hunting in years, but I'll tell you. I really just don't have a lot of love for it, but I don't think there's anything wrong with eating animals because animals are eating each other. And well, so I just don't get too excited about that. I do believe that everything should be treated with love. And I'll tell you what, these two little dogs that my uh, roommate has, they're just the cutest little things. And I love them things to death. So I just think that you know, everything, if, if something's got to die, I try to just make sure it goes as quick as possible. Because tell you the truth, that's the thought of death that I hate. See, I'm not really afraid of whether I'm going to get this kingdom or not. My thought of fear of death is that I'm going to have a long suffering one, friend. Jesus was one strong dude. I'm one of those that, you know, I get why everybody's thinking about Death, because they're worried about whatever's on the other side, fear the unknown. Well, it's not unknown to me, even though I can't prove to you what I know, and that's okay too, because it's my kingdom. It's not what wasn't given to me for you; it was given to me for me. But if I don't share it, Jesus told us. He said, "To him that much is given, much is required, and him that gives nothing, everything he has will be taken away from him." And I'll tell you, it's not that he'd take it away from me. Friend, if I stop going into this wilderness and I stop focusing on the Holy Spirit and I stop looking at what Jesus said and I stop focusing on all these things, I'm going to start focusing on what the world's trying to teach me. And the world's trying to teach me that killing each other's right. It's trying to teach me that I should be more worried about money than I'm worried about my father's children. And friend, I don't know which side of these this fence you're on, but I'm telling you, I'm on the side with Jesus because, well, I just love my father, and I just love you, and I love Jesus. I love everything, except when I don't. And when I don't, I'll tell you why. It's because I've been with the world too long, and I start suffering from what I'm seeing. Because I have to go back. I told you, I'm out there in the trenches, friend. I'm not sitting at home just doing nothing. Even when I'm sitting here at home, I'm on support groups trying to help people that are feeling kind of dark at the moment. And I got to kind of go down in the trench with them. And that means I got to share experience and think about these thoughts that used to cause me suffering. But I don't have suffering a minute anymore. I just I'm able to share them in such a way that, that it can help people. 
That's the power of Christ, friend, because I've got forgiveness, and so I can kind of go down in these holes and come back out. And without, I'll tell you the truth, it ain't me climbing back out. He picks me back up out of it in his second, and I don't know how he does it, friend, because the only time I feel pain in those is when it's needed in order to help someone else. So I don't know. I just know that this thought of love is the greatest thing, and it's Jesus that gave it to me because well, he hid that treasure. I'm telling you what, you can say you know Jesus because you believe he died on the cross for you, but if you haven't if you haven't asked every question, well, don't tell me you're just lo loving Jesus when you're out there spewing hate because that's just not the truth. You got to ask yourself these dilemmas, friend, because I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you that parable I gave you before because this one I'm telling you ripped my heart out. And that's Jesus said, I'm going to speak in parables so that they hear, but they don't understand, lest they turn and be forgiven. Friend, when he said that my father didn't want us forgiven, I was pissed. I wasn't buying into his stuff. I didn't get it. Problem was that old death of his he gave made me want to know why it is what he was saying was what he was saying. I found my truth, and that is that the truth of the matter is that one can't help someone unless someone needs help. And this soul experience thing comes from one having more and another having less. And there's no way of making it right when it's wrong, and there's no way of making it wrong when it's right. And I just can't explain it to you because this kingdom thing, I told you, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just a thing that you get that it's a treasure, and nobody can take it from you except yourself because it's your own thoughts that that it relies on, and but it's not really your thoughts. It's the thoughts of the Holy Spirit, because God gave them to you. Well, friend, I'm down to about 10, 10 seconds again, so may God bless you and yours.